How many things can go wrong with recording this podcast this morning? You know what? We're we're doing it now. So we're doing it now. We're here and (laughs) we've we've got this. Good morning. Good morning. We have our coffee. Yes, and our little mugs. We are so excited. If you're listening, you have to head on over to the YouTube so you can see the mugs that Paige made so (laughs) gracefully. Not no, gracefully. I love them. Um, okay, Me so too. I have to tell you something funny. So Patrick uh, is home this weekend, and he was getting ready for work. I had to take him to work this morning because he doesn't have his car here. And I'm making myself a little oatmeal for the car. <laughs> and he's like, do you think we'll have time to stop by Quick Trip? And I stopped, and I was like, do you see me making my own breakfast at home right now and you wouldn't stop by Quick Trip? And he was like, oh, like, well, are you going to make me some? And I'm like, like, Sydney, stop. It's, why am I expecting him to change? It's fine. Actualization is the highest level of psychological development in the complete realization of one's full potential. In this podcast, we talk about productivity, health, and mindset to help you reach your full potential and actually actualize. I'm Paige. I'm Sydney. Let's get to it. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Uh, Maya Angelou actually had a quote where she said, I run a game on everyone and they're going to find me out. And that came from Maya Angelou after uh, After writing... (laughs) Like, 11 books. (laughs) Winning awards. Yeah. Albert Einstein, he felt like an imposter. He thought that his work wasn't that great and he was going to get found out. That they're, like, paying too much attention to my accomplishments. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. (laughs) So, imposter syndrome is something that everyone experiences, no matter your skill level. If you're... Albert Einstein, or if you're just a regular person, most people experience imposter syndrome. We were actually talking that if you don't experience it, you might be a narcissist. <laughs> we don't have any... We don't have any science that backs that up. None but whatsoever. We're just like, are there really people walking around that haven't felt like they're a fraud at some point? Right. <laughs> or that they're like, they don't deserve to be doing something or you know like had those self-doubting thoughts like are there I mean I'm sure people don't always share it Mm -hmm. but are there really people walking around that have never felt those things I don't know we've both experienced imposter syndrome and just in a nutshell imposter syndrome is when you don't think that you deserve your accomplishments or you don't understand how you got to where you're getting or to where you are and you feel like you don't belong yes or you feel like um i actually don't know what i'm doing and i'm just faking it yes (laughs) and like oh my gosh people are gonna find out out that i'm a fake what is going on i'm gonna fail so some of the characteristics of imposter syndrome is self-doubt overworking, setting incredibly high expectations for yourself, perfectionism, inability to kind of gauge your skill, like how good you are at something. You don't really think that you're good. You can feel these 
things in a lot of different areas in your life too. Like it doesn't just have to be about work. Like the, where you could feel this, mm. you could feel it in your relationships, your personal like health or like things like that. So you could be experiencing <laughs> imposter syndrome in all of those areas or maybe you have before at some point. So to prove us right that most people experience imposter syndrome, head on over to our YouTube video if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment and just, you don't even have to tell us about what you're, exactly what you're experiencing. Just say, yes, I've experienced this. I have felt imposter syndrome just so that like prove us right that people feel this everyone does it's called pluralistic ignorance that everyone is feeling this way but everyone thinks they're the only one feeling this way (laughs) so no one talks about it right because it is kind of embarrassing Mm -hmm. like it's not something that you really want to share that you feel this way obviously right um but we've actually learned that the only cure to it is to talk about Mm. it, is to say that you're feeling this way and getting validation from other people and also hearing that other people are also dealing with this. And by the end of this podcast, we're going to leave you with three ways that you can help battle imposter syndrome. But before we get there, we thought we'd talk about our experiences with imposter syndrome just to kind of show you that I mean, we definitely experience it. And just because we sit here and have a podcast where we're giving advice does not mean that. Right. And it doesn't mean like, oh, that was all in the past and now we're completely over it. Paige and I both experienced it a little bit of it like within the last week. Yes. 100%. <laughs> There's definitely different levels of it. So let's start with the heavy. Like let's start okay. with, with right. like, She's really I mean, to get into it. <laughs> might as well. What do you feel like you really feel imposter syndrome in your life? Well, I'm going to start with one that I feel like I've I've pretty much been able to squash. But at the time, it, it was not. It was where I felt like I was an imposter teacher. <laughs> so, like, any time a, a lesson would go bad or, um, like, I just didn't have a positive experience with a kid or I felt like they got the best of me, I said something I should have, whatever, I would get into this head game of you're a terrible teacher, you're not even good at this, Um, like these kids deserve a better teacher than you, like how has no one figured out that you suck, (laughs) like basically. And then you just, that just kind of runs on a loop and then you start looking for evidence to prove that right, your brain does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you just, it spirals. And then once it gets like that momentum, then, you know, you can feel really, really bad. Um, And then you're going to end up like doing things that are going to prove that to be true. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I figured out the only way that I could, that I got past that was by talking to people about it. So Mm. luckily I had some close friends um, 
even within my building that I could go and say like, God, I just, I really messed up today. Uh, like this is what I did. And I just feel like I'm such a bad teacher. And of course, <laughs> most people are going to be like, you're not a bad teacher, right. you know, and, and then give you evidence to show you why you're not. And so that really helped me get past that. And so now I feel like, I mean, not that those moments don't come up, like no one's perfect, but, um, I feel like I'm able to recognize it more and, yeah. and I have those little tidbits of what people have told me before or things that I know to be true yeah. that I am a good teacher and just because you had one bad moment doesn't mean that they found out. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the only person that has experienced that. Oh, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. That's why people need to hear that. Right. Because you're a bomb teacher and you already know that. So <laughs> thank you. Okay. What about you? When have you experienced it? I mean, I quit my job and I started a whole freelancing business. Mm -hmm. That's just me and it's writing and my career has never been writing. So I'm like, what am I doing? Like, are you even a good writer? Like, why do you think you can do this? what if you fail um you you know you're not you're not cut out to do this this is not you're not organized like what are you talking about like you really think you can do this like all of those things yeah. kind mm -hmm. of play in my head but then i have to and so one day i had a literal breakdown at the table over lunch uh, my husband was home for lunch and I was just, I felt so anxious and uptight. And then I just started crying because I was like, what if I fail? Like, what am I doing? And, but at the time I had, a, you know, I had jobs lined up. I had, I was working on a yeah, really big Yeah, you were job. doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I, what if I fail? Because I just, I didn't think that I could actually be being successful or that I could that people actually liked my work or liked my writing I really had to battle the imposter syndrome at the beginning because having finding that evidence to be like oh no you can do this because look at xyz I didn't really have freelance jobs that I had done just a ton in the past I didn't have yes I had tons of writing experience and things but I didn't it wasn't what I did well I think part of it is you had to just like fake it till you make it a little bit that's what it is yeah yeah and just see, see and then it was gonna work and then you ended up getting feedback from some of your clients saying that this was like the best thing thing that they've ever seen. I don't know if they said that. But like, you know, that they were so impressed with your rough draft yeah. that you, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that specifically and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was oh, so yes. such a relief for you like cuz cuz you really didn't know if yeah. you were good at it at first because you just kind of had to see like knowing the facts of you do have writing experience. You are constantly writing for your doctoral program. You have, there must be some merit there if you're in a doctoral program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so but I mean that was probably really hard getting, you know, a job where you had never done anything really yeah. like that before to earn money. Yeah. So, but then getting the feedback from the That clients. was a game changer, the, yeah. the feedback. It really was. And that's a really, I'm glad that we just talked about this because even talking about this, I have imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's 
it's really vulnerable to talk about, yeah. to share about. Uh, I really like what you said, faking it till you make it, because I think that's a really big key in overcoming imposter syndrome. And it's not lying. It's just seeing all your good qualities, knowing what you have, knowing what you can do, mm-hmm. and just acting like that person. And then right. it just happens. And then also then being able to validate that you're not faking yeah. anymore. <laughs> you know, maybe you were at first a little bit, but then recognizing like I'm not faking it. I'm I'm I am this person mm-hmm. now. Like I am doing it and recognizing that. So m- maybe you have to fake it a little bit at the beginning as yeah. you not have a lot of evidence showing you, you know, that it's true, but then w- then you are getting the evidence and now it is true. Mm-hmm. And by faking, it's not even I hate to say faking. Right. It's not faking. You know what you can do. You know your skill set. You know what you're capable of. So it's not It's really just trying to see what your potential really Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and just testing it out. Yes. All right. I'm going to get share a vulnerable one. Okay. I kind of copped out on the first one. (laughs) One that I is a lot harder to share about is... All right, tune in next week to hear Sydney get a little more vulnerable and we'll share three ways that you can combat imposter syndrome.